if you know people or you live by a coastline, start moving. Get the hell out. Uh, you saw what happened down there in Louisiana, how the rivers went over their banks and literally, you know, hundreds of homes or maybe thousands of homes got completely flooded where there had never been flooding. So again, take that into consideration. You need to get away from water lines. Also, if you have in your house, if you have a lot of trees, uh, start cutting the limbs or trees near the house. Again, destruction, winds. And it, it, it's going to get worse. Uh, we're coming into the winter time now. Uh, taking consideration, uh, storms hitting and destroying your power lines and stuff with no heat. So start making plans for that. I suggested in the past that people should have uh, a kerosene heater. And again, um, that's a great source of heat, very inexpensive. And if everything goes, if you're out a couple of days without no heat or a couple of weeks, a kerosene heater can heat up, you know, heat up the area. So in this way, you're able to weather the storm. So again, these are all things that we need to start doing, start taking consideration of flooding, taking consideration of winds, because again, this is all part of the wakening up. And this is a part of the show. Uh, my NDC Savings Club is what it is, is a resource, a directory, a website that you can go to for free. And you can look for all kinds of benefits that I have put up there from people asking you know, for help, to help them save money, let's say on MRIs, let's say on blood work, on glasses, on contact lenses, on hearing aids, on dental and vision. That's what this website is all about. It's a resource. Uh, please understand how it works. You're able to go to the need that you might need. Let's say for contact lenses, you might want to save a good example like my wife. Uh, she went and she had her contact lenses. She went to her doctor and they wanted to give her a year supply of contact lenses. Uh, it was like $237. Uh, she went to our website and we got her the, the same contact lenses in Bosch and Lounge for a whole year, like $412. So again, that's over $100 savings. I mean, we're all looking for ways to save money. And this is what the Savings Club is all about. Hence, Savings Club is there. There's nothing to join. It's absolutely free. And please go over the benefits. And I have most of the companies, I've done interviews with the spokespersons or the owners. The companies are nationwide. I make sure that these companies are nationwide. And you can listen to the video that I've done with them, the interview that I've done with them through this uh, radio station. I've done the interviews, and it's archived here at the NDC Savings Club. And if you have more questions, you can go directly to the website. A lot of the companies have 800 numbers. You can contact them. And also, let them know that you listen. And how did you find out about the service is through NDC Savings Club. And a lot of these companies are giving our members added benefits, added discounts. Like my wife with the contact lenses, she got 10% off her contact lenses because, again, she's with NDC, and I've done a show with them. So, again, you know, every 
penny counts. You know, without without a penny, you'll have 99 cents. You won't have a dollar. So basically, every penny counts. Hence, you have here this free savings club that you can use, and you can save money. It's healthcare driven. So in this way, that's what it's there for to help you save money on your healthcare needs. Uh, there's also a great section there for coupons. You can get grocery coupons. You can get uh, grocery code coupons, all kinds of things. My wife uses that as well. She saves over $100, $200 a month on all kinds of, of products and services from her grocery store and all. So, again, it's a resource here. We also have a free travel club. Travel is expensive. Um, I've been using them. A lot of these programs, I've been using them for years, 10, 20 years or more. So again, please look into the savings club. And more importantly, share this with your friends, your family, and your neighbors. Now with the technology, you can email it to people, and you can phone it. You, know, you can send it by phone, text messages to these people. And then it's our job to tell them to also share it with other people. And the best part of it, it's free. There is no cost. I mean, contrary, you're making money because you're saving money. So, again, this is what the Endocy Savings Club is all about. And the first topic right on top is holistic and natural, which realistically, that's where we should be at. You know, taking care of ourselves and our health. Because remember, you can always make money. But if you lose your health, you know, you might not be able to make money. And that's not taking consideration the horrors of our medical system, how they're not there. We have a, a, a sick care system. We, don't, we do not have a health care system. So, again, you know, be aware of this, and we are. But the important thing is that more and more people are beginning now to understand this, and they're beginning to look for other options. And now we, the crazy people, you know, the odd people, the black sheep people in the family and stuff, how we've been, you know, thrown aside in the past before. And we've always been the messengers. It's really interesting, right? It's hor- you know, it's horrible that we, the messengers, like they said, killed the messenger. And how many times have we been killed over and over and over again? But you know what? Within ourselves, within our heart, you know, the truth always has a way of coming up. And we continue to say our craziness and, and things, but we've been saying the truth all the time. Think about it, you know, cigarette smoking, asbestos, chemicals, now electromagnetic fields, you know, cell phone towers, GMOs, vaccinations. You know, we've always been right. So, you know, say that to your to your family and people and friends and stuff. You know, isn't it crazy that we've been saying we've been the crazy ones and everything we've been saying has been right. So maybe it's time for you to start maybe listening instead of watching your you know, your reality TVs or more sickling sickling and horribly is all these people and younger people 
just sitting there like morons looking at their cell phones and looking at pictures and videos without learning nothing. I mean, come on. You know, how 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 much have people have dwindled down to just being a bunch of morons and sitting there and and look at their cell phones and just going through, you know, through all these stupid video clips and 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 liking and liking pictures and then laughing about it and switching it and sending it over to and showing it to other people. Come on, people! You know, start getting a brain, start becoming a human being, start evolving, and and then you know, then you wonder why the whole world's falling apart and everything's caving in on, and all these younger people. And if we do have younger people, why are you living still at home with your family, with your father and mother, until? You know, until you guys all get kicked out because of financial horrors that are coming down, you know, down the road. There is a lot of stuff coming, a lot of destruction is coming down the road. And without destruction, you do not have rebirth, growth. Sometimes it takes that. I mean, look at a forest out in Savannah in Africa. You know, with, with there's a fire that destroys everything, burns up everything, some animals, but, you know, they, they get burned up. But most of them understand the consciousness and they escape these fires because it's really interesting when there is these wildfire stuff, you don't barely see that many animals or insects that are burned up and die because they understand. They're in rhythm of, of consciousness. So they're able to understand that the fires and, and these savannas and stuff, also creates life. It burns down the grass. It puts nutrients back into the ground, and then new growth comes from it. So again, they are in tune. It uh, seems like we need to start becoming in tune with our environment, our spirituality, or our, our senses. And what's nice about everything that's happening is that it is beginning to shaking up people. It's beginning to waken up people. And God, Lord knows, I'm very glad that what has happened with Trump as president, because again, it's definitely a real awakening of consciousness. The status quo, what was, isn't that pretty incredible? That, you know, you would figure, you know, the status quo and all this power and stuff completely lost it to an unknown, a crazy person. And and I said it during the, the, the election that I'd rather have some of the truth through Trump, some of the truth, than compared to 100% of the lie through the established system, definitely through Hillary and all, all the political system. So Trump came out of nowhere. Like I said, at least I'd rather have some of the truth compared to you know none of the truth to the established system and now it is so and now people are beginning now to question everything they're beginning to look on remember like um um the wizard of oz how you know the Dorothy and the lion and the scarecrow and the tin man went to the wizard, the great wizard, and the, you know, and they were standing in front of the great wizard and all this fire and thunder and all this stuff, and they were afraid as hell to the great wizard. It took the little dog, Toto, to go behind <laughs> and pull the curtain 
and see that this was just a man pulling all these levers and fires and stuff. So they came to that realization. We were slapped in the face to this reality, most people, back in 9-11, that the force, something was wrong. And 11, you know, whatever it is, 15 years later, you know, it, it's picking up steam. And people now are beginning to, you know, awaken. People are beginning to say, what the hell is going on? Things are not right. And things will not get better. And away, it's kind of the fire, destruction. After that, you will have rebirth. And again, from that point, then we as humans will start making differences. We will start standing up and start fighting for our rights and try to make things right instead of wasting our time on these, you know, on these, you know, watching reality shows and which they're all completely fake, all of them. And and being on our phones and, and liking stuff and just looking stupidly at these you know at these phones without knowing nothing, so we're beginning to say you know something is wrong and let's let's look at sources, and that's where we come in. We are the crazy ones, the odd ones, the different people. Now we're the teachers, and now we can give them sources. And God knows we have a ton of sources. And I know this this uh, broadcast goes out in the rest of the world. And I have to definitely give my heart out to the rest of the world because you guys have really been where we're heading. The U.S. is heading where the rest of the world is going to be. So I guess all of us, uh, again, the life force, the consciousness, I believe that soon there will be an awakening. Things are going to happen that's going to be a supernatural or a mystical awakening that's going to enhance what we've been saying. So again, everyone, I see great things ahead, positiveness. And again, you know, you have to understand that you have to be the center of a tornado, you know, a tornado rips and, and destroys everything around the tornado. But if you're in the center of it, you can look up in the sky and see see the sun. So again, you have to you have to become the center of the tornado, which is a common piece. So there is all destruction all around us. But the beautiful thing about it is that tornadoes don't last forever. They just last for some little bit of time, and then they go away. So again, there is great hope, and for me, with the Trump being there, of course, not my choice, but again, it is consciousness wakening up people to say things are wrong. So again, as you can see, the NDC Savings Club has a lot to do with uh, what I talk about, about health care, and also our health in all aspects of it through nutrition, through food, and also through spirituality. Um, this is why I've, I've done this show, this whole series, the 40-part series on the flow of energy systems. So then this way people can start understanding. You know, the, the, there's a lot of more things than we can ever match. And I'm talking about 40 energy systems. These are like 
magnets, acupuncture, crystals, aura, chakras, marinium, chi, yin and yang, chiropractic. You have here like meditation, reiki, healers, astrology, color, aromatherapy, krillian photography, living foods, sound, uh, quantum physics, electromagnetic pollution, air and water, reflexology, you know, Chinese medicine, homeopathy. As you can see, these are all interesting topics that we're aware of and heard of something of it, but you can go back into this series in the archive, in the PRN, and look at the other shows and, 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 the, and the speakers that I have spoken with. And these are the top people in their fields. Uh, incredibly, uh, you know, I, I've done for the founders of Reiki. I, I've done, um, I've done shows on on sound and music. And these are top people in their fields. And it's a different point of view. And we talk about the energy of it. So again, uh, it's here. And I'm talking about forty parts of energy. Uh, I understand, I realize that's, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, there could be thousands of them. And again, that's just the reality, the reality of life. You know, it isn't what we think. Uh, have you been noticing that whatever we think it has completely <laughs> turned upside down? Uh, like, I forgot who's this, the person who said, the more we know, the less we know which is absolutely so true. I think I, I thought I knew stuff. And the more I'm beginning to learn, the less I know. So again, um, this is what this series is about and this program is to you know, reinforce for you to re-remember what you've known inside of you. But more importantly is to share this and to have other people re-remember, reawakening what's inside of them. Because I really do believe that, that this is all inside of us. It's all part of our spirit, our DNA makeup, and we just need to re-remember it. So again, this is all part of this series. And in saying that... Um, I'm going to be having my special guest pretty soon. I'm going to have a special guest, which will be on Therapeutic Touch with Sue Collins. And again, uh, with her, she's been at this since the 1990, over 26 years. She, uh, they developed the whole concept of Therapeutic Touch with Dolores, uh, was it Reggie? And and she was known as D.D. I remember her going back like almost 20, 25 years ago with Gary No, how she was an actual healer. And uh, they took laboratory animals. And, and you can go back on our show. I did a show with Gary who lives in foods, and he talks about that, how these people are actually healers. And this is the whole concept of um, therapeutic touch. Also with uh, Dora Kunt, and again, she was part of it with Dolores. So again, uh, we're going to be talking to Sue Collins in reference pretty soon, in reference to therapeutic touch. And how does that work? And again, this has to do with energy. 
You know, it's a whole concept of transferring energy, like through our energy meriniums. And again, I've done shows on that and how chi energy, through our energy meridians, this chi energy comes out. Uh, you can go look at YouTube. You can look at in, in, in China how masters of chi, they're able to move this energy and incredible things are able to do with energy. And this is all part of it. And how, you know, our bodies through acupuncture, now they're beginning to see that what was said 3,000 years ago, 5,000 years ago, with acupuncture and the the flows of energy, the where you'll be able to put the needles on there and these flows, how acupuncture can unblock these blockages. Well, the same thing could be done by practitioners of this whole concept of therapeutic touch. So again, um, what's really more incredible is that uh, if a person is going to be a receptor of, of this concept, you know, you have doubting people, negative people that don't believe in a transfer of energy and all. So what would that would do would make it worse? You know, it would be like putting up roadblocks, even for your own healing. So again, even saying that, it still would work. Probably not as effective because you're, you ha- you're putting your mind, your energy against it. So, but it would make sense if you would have, if you do believe in it. So if you do believe in it, then it would be more accepting. The energy will flow even better and it will be stronger. So again, you cannot deny the reality of flows of energy systems. And again, go back into my series and you can see that this goes back through civilizations, through all kinds, goes back even on record to the Chinese almost 5,000 years ago and looking at these flow of energies, the qi energy, and how you'll be able to use these meridiums. And now scientists are beginning to see that there are these flows of energy, which you now with the technology and will continue to evolve and will continue to start, you know, letting people realize that this is real. So, again, everyone, by saying that, at this point of the show, I would love to bring in our special guest, Sue Collins. Are you here with us? Hello? Yes. Hello, Sue Collins? Hi. Hi. Yes, how are you doing? Great to have you on the show there, Sue. Thanks, Alex. Yes, we were just talking about the whole concept of the flow of energies and how how, you know, throughout eons, you know, the Chinese and all different uh, cultures throughout the world have acknowledged this. And it's only us, you know, in in modern history, modern times here in Western, that we're beginning to go more towards the medications and all that. But now it's coming back around. People are beginning to go back to things that really do work and has been proven, 
you know, throughout, throughout history. Like we had like healers and, and shamans and you had yogis and stuff that were able to understand this whole concept about the flow of energy. And, and believe it or not, ourselves are able to be conduits. Can you please tell us, can you please tell us a little bit about, you know, how can we be conduits and how can we be taught? To, to acknowledge this, this energy that's within us from a higher consciousness and coming in and helping other people? Well, let me talk specifically about the practice of therapeutic touch because that's the modality that I'm practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other energy modalities out there, but I know the most about therapeutic touch, so that's what I'm going to talk about first, okay. if that's okay. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, okay. So therapeutic touch was created in the early seven, 1970s um, by... Dolores Krieger, who is a Ph.D. nursing professor at NYU, and her colleague, Dora Koontz, who was uh, a clairvoyant. And they had been researching healers, by, like you mentioned, Alex, from um, other countries and some from the U.S., but most of them were European and Russian who had been practicing these healing techniques for years. Um, they were just starting to pay attention to them in the U.S. in the 60s and early 70s. And Dee and Dora were part of a study group that basically was meeting some of these people and trying to figure out what they were doing and why it was working. And so they brought one of these gentlemen, um, whose name was Oscar Estebani. He was a healer from Hungary um, and had a, a great reputation for being able to heal and had done some research with Dr. Grad at uh, the University of Montreal on healing, some really well-designed research on laying on her hands, and just sitting with his hands on a cage, um, treating mice with wounds, treating mice with diseases, treating saline solution that had been um, treated with, with um, disease things. And he, he just was getting amazing results. So Doran D. brought him to Pumpkin Hollow Farm, which is a retreat center now in Craryville, New York, about an hour south of Albany, New York, about an hour and a half north of New York City. Um, they were both, uh, Dora Coons and her husband were the founders of Pumpkin Hollow Farm, and Dee was a friend of Dora and Fritz's, so she was a regular there. And they brought Oscar to the farm, and they started paying attention to what he was doing when he was treating people. Um, and they had brought him up for four summers, for about four weeks each summer, and documented everything he was doing. Dolores Krieger, being the research person that she was, not only documented everything, but also did blood tests before and after sessions to see if there was any changes in people's hemoglobin levels, and there was. Mm-hmm. And Dora was could see what was happening in the energy field, in the aura, if you want to call it that, and mm-hmm. she recorded all of that. Plus, they had a third participant, a Dr. Otelia Bankston, who also, as a physician, was able to record everything from her point of view. After about four summers of working with Oscar, they kind of parted ways because Oscar felt that there was, this was a gift from God and that only specific people had the gift. Where Dora and Dee felt anybody can learn how to do this, all you had to do was be compassionate and care about people. So they kind of parted ways, and, and from there, Dora and Dee, with a group of master's degree students from NYU, created Therapeutic Touch, which is a, an energy modality based on essentially the, the Chinese and the Indian, Eastern, East Indian understandings of medicine where energy is what we are made of. Um, We are all made of energy and vibrational 
stuff, and that energy extends beyond our skin. And we can treat the person, mind, body, spirit, by treating the person's field beyond the body. So in therapeutic touch, we don't even need to touch the person. We work two to six inches off the body, and we're trained to find cues in our hands. We either feel things or sense things intuitively. Some people actually hear words. Uh, sometimes I see words like written on a blackboard, um, that, and we get our based on our cues. We then proceed to treat the field and help the person restore balance to his or her field himself. So they're actually doing the healing. We're simply the conduits of this universal energy. Mm-hmm. And in order to access that universal energy, we do something called centering, which is the foundation for therapeutic touch. And to center, you simply find your own way of finding your own inner self um, and entering that place of peace and calm where the only thing that matters at this moment is the person that you're treating. So when I find myself near someone who is in need of a treatment or has requested a treatment, I immediately uh, focus on going inward and accessing my own inner core of compassion and healing, and then I open myself up for universal energy so that that universal energy flows through me and goes to the person that I am treating. Yeah, so and then that um, person uses yeah. that energy to heal themselves. Yeah, so saying that, that, that's a very important point that you said there, that uh, which makes it different, that you guys understand the concept of centering yourself. Can you please yes. elaborate a little bit more about that? Because, again, centering is kind of said going within yourself and, and, and whatever cues you mention that people – Every all of us are different, you know. We might hear things, we might see things. That's right. We might, we, right. we're, we're, there, there isn't no one which way. Everything is always the way, and it's whatever comes to you in, you know, naturally or just without effort. That's the way that it is, and whatever it is, it, it could be colors, it could be sounds, it could be tones, it could be messages, like you meant. So, um. This is kind of important because, again, uh, I started the show talking about, you know, how things are just going to get worse and, and part of disaster and, and destruction would be rebirth. And right now with the elections and all, we're beginning to see that consciousness is beginning to bring up, you know, is beginning to make us be more aware or more centered, like you're saying. So yes. through, through that, uh, and I completely agree with you. Maybe in the past, maybe certain people had the gifts and stuff, but then God and his wisdom and stuff has opened it up more for everyone. And I mentioned yes. at the beginning of Every, the show Everyone that, can do this. Yes. Right. So I, I mentioned you at the beginning of the show. You have to be trained and you have to, be, you have to definitely be centered, which means that mm-hmm. you have to be quiet and peaceful and um, not let all this stuff outside of us that's going on mm-hmm. affect who we are as human beings. I, 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 I use the metaphor because I like using the metaphor. I like using the metaphor of a tornado. Everything around a tornado is being ripped apart and everything and chaos and destruction. But the center of it in the funnel, you can look up and see the sky, which is calm. And the whole concept mm-hmm. is being calm. If everything is being destroyed around us, the whole concept of, of us to be center and to be calm. So that that's where we're able to get this. And I, and I like the concept, like you said, that you go within your heart. And it's love. 
and that's right. what you, that's Absolutely. what you bring back. That's what it's all and, about. And, and and the beautiful thing about it is that also physically, because I, I know this as well, you have tuning forks. You have a tuning forks, and you know it's like they're like a Y. And most tuning forks, people hold it. It's like a U, but it's more like a Y. And then you hit it, and you hear a tone, and it gives off a certain vibrational tone, whatever tuning fork might be. But what's really interesting is that if you bring another tuning fork near the one that's vibrating, then the other tuning fork starts also vibrating also along with the other one. And for me, that's kind of the, 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 the transaction of energy. And I think level. that happens with human beings too. Yes. So if we're vibrating at at a level, a higher mm-hmm. level, um, so that we're from that centered place, then the mm-hmm. people around us are affected by that vibration, and their mm-hmm. vibrations will move mm-hmm. to match ours. Correct, and and that's why I, I mentioned that in reference about something physical, like a tuning fork, and you put another tuning fork near it, the other tuning fork starts tuning as well. So again, right. that's it's the same thing as us. You know, and and the incredible thing is I know is that we really can't heal ourselves. I really believe that we need someone else to help us heal, and that's the interchange of energy. You you know, because again, we're not God. You know, we need each other to help each other. We do need each other. That's for sure. Yes. So so I I really believe that you know that this whole concept of of, of uh, of you know the 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 healer, through period to touch healing and being centered and and letting this energy into this human being, or I, I guess the same energy could be giving towards an animal or a plant, right? Of course. Or anything. We treat animals and plants all the time. Yes. Wow. So now, what what does the perspective patient? have to maybe put, you know, we have a lot of garbage inside of us and a a lot of doubts and a lot of don't believe in things and negativeness. I call them like, you know, walls and obstacles. Uh, I I would assume that it will make more sense if you're able to also be believing, you know, with all your heart. Well, I think it does help if the person is open to the process. Mm-hmm. In, in terms of believing in it, there are lots mm-hmm. of people say, yes, I believe in it. But we also have um, research that we've done on premature infants, and they gain weight faster. We've shown this oh, in nice. several different studies. They gain weight faster when they're treated with therapeutic touch than when they're not. Now, mm. they don't have a belief system yet that we know of, um, yeah. and we don't know that we've told them. We haven't really told them to be open to it. And yet yeah. they're, they respond to it. So, and we also work with patients with dementia, and they respond to it. I've worked with patients who have been in a coma, and mm-hmm. obviously if they're in a coma, they're, they're not able to necessarily believe in it, and yet they respond to it. And when they come out of the coma, in a couple of occasions they've, had, they've known the practitioner's name, in one case with a gentleman that I worked with for a number of months before he came out of the coma, when he right. came out of the coma, he didn't know my name, but he knew me. And when I walked mm-hmm. into the room the first time, he was very happy to see me. Nice. Okay. So you know, there doesn't have to be a belief system. Well, if someone is opposed to it, then yeah. it's probably, it, we're not really going to be able to help them. 
because they are going to have a barrier up and we're not going to be able to help affect that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've done these shows. I've done all different shows. And one of the shows I remember I, I did was on homeopathic. And it was really interesting how the homeopathic, again, it's vibrational medicine and water. And right. one, of, one of the things in Europe, how they use the homeopathic there for dairy, for dairy cows, and how they had a whole bunch of infections and all, and how they were using mass you know, amounts of, of antibiotics and all that. And then, you know, like they say, well, let's give it a shot of homeopathic. And and the cows and the animals don't know any better. And then their their um, their infection rates went down like almost like eighty percent less. Right. So, so that proves the point. You don't have to believe in this for it to work. Correct. It's going to work anyway. Correct. But it, it's very hard to have someone that's a doubting Thomas, you know, fighting against you all the way. And at that point, you know, it might work. Somewhat, and I mentioned that at the beginning of the show, but it'd be best if if your heart is really into it. It just gives it that more nourishing and more positiveness to it, correct? Yes, I believe it does. Mm-hmm. So now, so then uh, let's get back to the, to the point of how how does a prospective person, what should they do to, to better receive this uh, great gift and healing? From someone. Well, how, if what it's they someone who's do. requested a treatment, all they need to do is just be open to it and accepting. And we usually, we frequently, not usually, but frequently, give our clients homework to do afterwards. So some self-care things that we might do. Um, if we're treating someone on hospice or a patient in a hospital, obviously we're not going to give them homework to do. Um, mm-hmm. But we're we're going to um, treat them compassionately and carefully and gently. Um, mm-hmm. And all they they need to do is just be part of it, be a, be a participant by relaxing. Um, sometimes I, I ask people to go to the most peaceful place they can imagine and just stay there while we're doing the treatment. Mm-hmm. And notice I said we because it is a, a joint effort. It's not just me doing the treatment. It's, it's me and the patient doing the mm-hmm. treatment together. Um, so I ask them to, to go to a quiet place and and ask them for permission to touch their shoulders or their feet or whatever I'm going to touch, um, and and then proceed with the session. So all they need to do is just allow it. Mm-hmm. Nice. And um, now comes the next question, which I got some emails here, and we did okay. talk about a little bit about it. Uh, in reference, how is this therapeutic touch different than Reiki? Okay, Reiki is based on a... Japanese form of healing that treats the chakras Mm -hmm. um, and you are treated and trained if you're if you're a practitioner you're trained by a Reiki master Mm -hmm. um, and that person puts symbols into your energy field and then when you treat as a Reiki practitioner you use those symbols to -hmm. treat the person you either draw them in your hand or you draw them over the person's head in the field and then what you do in Reiki it's, it's generally um, traditional teaching is it's a one-hour session and your hands are in a certain prescribed position for three minutes in each position and what you're doing essentially is treating the chakras. The mm-hmm. Reiki practitioner is not responsible for where the energy goes. The assumption is the energy knows where it needs to go in the body. So all you do as a practitioner is hold your hands in those spots for mm-hmm. those certain number of minutes and that's how, how the energy gets into the body. Mm-hmm. So the practitioner um, 
the, the, the training for it is actually pretty simple. It's much mm-hmm. quicker than learning one of some of the other modalities like therapeutic touch. Mm-hmm. Um, so Reiki 1 is generally taught in one day. Reiki 2 is one day or two days occasionally. And then 3 is a day or two. And then the master level. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally very secret, and the symbols were secret. And about 20, 30, 20, probably about 25 years ago, uh, a woman published the symbols in a book. So now everybody can use them and everybody has them. Mm-hmm. Um, and people can learn how to do Reiki in a couple of weekends. Mm-hmm. So it's very different from therapeutic touch in which we assess the field with our hands. We, we move our hands through the field, not, not touching the body, off the body. Mm-hmm. And we look for differences in the field. And those differences are the things that could be illnesses, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, anything. Those differences in the field show us how we should be treating the person. And we treat the whole person by moving energy, directing energy, mm-hmm. adding energy, removing energy, um, helping the person restore balance. But we do it by directing energy with our minds. So it's a mm-hmm. very, very purposeful session. Mm-hmm. There are no techniques because mm-hmm. every person is different every day of the year, every day of their lives. Mm-hmm. So if I treated somebody last night at our practice group, they might be totally different today and their session would be totally different today. It's like intuitiveness. You it's very intuitive. Um, yes, so people who, who have never done any of this kind of work or consider themselves intuitive, find it developing quickly, and sometimes mm-hmm. they're, like, really shocked by it um, because they get these impressions and they know where they're supposed to treat, even though they're not actually feeling anything in their hand, but they know that somebody has a problem with their back or they know that there's mm-hmm. an emotional issue going on simply by using their intuition and being paying attention to what they're finding. Mm-hmm. It, so it's it, very it, different from Reiki in that mm-hmm. we direct the energy with our minds and we pay attention to the cues. And in Reiki, yes. the assumption is the energy knows where it's supposed to go. Where it's going. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, every treatment is pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. And you use symbols, which we do not use. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it, I guess if I like this whole concept of being centered because once you're centered within yourself, then you become intuitive. You become an, an empath. You're able to well, we sense. Well, we, we kind of hesitate to have people become empaths because empaths tend to pick up symptoms and not be able to release them. Okay. Being intuitive means that you can pick up the, the symptoms and not hold them in yourself mm-hmm. so that you don't get, you know, you may feel pain momentarily, you may feel sad momentarily, but you mm-hmm. know that it's not yours, that it's your client's. Yes. Whereas an Going. empath holds on to those things, and okay. we don't want our practitioners to hold on to those things. Yeah, yeah. So you, you want to be more intuitive and just yes. Yes. sense it and 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 let let the higher consciousness. Do you guys uh, believe in that, that there's a higher being, a higher love that comes from you? I think every you. therapeutic touch practitioner has his or her own belief system, mm-hmm. yes. um, and we don't ask anything of anyone, yes. and we don't tell anybody anything about that. Yes. So some people thing. call it a higher power. Some people call it universal energy. Some yeah. people call it the universe. Some people call it God. Yeah. Um, 
And whatever some of us don't it. talk about it at all. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you want to call it, it's all the same. Yes, it, exactly. It's the same love. It's, right. It's whatever, whatever people... It's a universal connection that we have with each other. Now, I've talked about this again on Energy and other past shows as well. And I look at it as the, the practitioners, the healers, uh, they're doing the therapeutic touch. They, they're like uh, uh, receivers, like they're like an antenna, like a radio antenna, and is broadcasting from the higher consciousness or the love, God, whatever you want to call it, going through you and then going through through your intuitiveness is able to go into it, and it makes a better connection there with that person. Do, do people start feeling? I'm assuming that people will start feeling all kinds of either sensations of tingling, warmness, cold. Uh, right, absolutely. And, all, yep. and also what about, also what about, which we don't talk much about, is also what about the whole thing of within our heart, our spirit, you know, uh, of, you know, spiritually and in, in, in our feelings and stuff. Wouldn't that also release a lot of those feelings of, of maybe of anger and pain and sorrow and crying? Oh, I mean, sure, it, sure, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's nice the to share. The recipient will feel it, and the the recipient will feel it too. Oh, nice. So, so then both people were able to, you know, have this connection. That's why I said before in the past that, you know, we can't heal ourselves. The beauty is that we need other people. We need all of us, and we're able to heal each other. You know, so we can't do it ourselves. That's the that's the balance. I, I think we help each other heal. Yes, yes, definitely. Other people, yes, and and through that through that connection, which is pretty you know incredible. Also, I know you know you talked about Didi because I remember that from Gary going back thirty years ago, and we were talking about you know how she she did the test. And she did it there with Gary with, with laboratory animals and stuff and how, you know, she was able to heal them as well, you know? So we that, have, that... yeah, Dee has done lots of research um, and lots of research on people. Uh-huh. We have um, on our, our therapeutic touch bibliography is about 70 pages long, 80 pages long. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's up to 90 pages now. Um, mm-hmm. Ours is the, the most researched complementary modality out mm-hmm. there um, because of Dee Krieger, because she was so concerned about having this, this accepted in the medical community. So if you go to our website, um, which I think you've mentioned, it's www.therapeutic-touch.org, and you mm-hmm. click on bibliography at the top of the page. It, we just updated it about a year ago, okay. and it's sorted by um, research articles, literature reviews, um, mm-hmm. conceptual practice, um, dissertations, master's theses. There are all kinds of things on here. Mm-hmm. And more recently, we've had um, some research done actually on practitioners treating cells in Petri dishes in the lab So, mm-hmm. and by using therapeutic touch. So it's, there's lots and lots of evidence showing that therapeutic touch works. And, and, I, and I know that um, a lot of uh, uh, people in the medical field, nurses and stuff, are using therapeutic touch now. Right. When we started, it was only nurses. Um, Uh In the past uh, probably 25 years, we've opened it up to other people. I myself am not a nurse. I am Mm -hmm. president of the Therapeutic Touch International Association, but Mm -hmm. my background is actually in business. Mm -hmm. So I'm not even from the healthcare field other than working at hospice for 
a number of years, but mm-hmm. I was in, in the business end, end of the organization. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it, it's like acupuncture, you know, now it's, it's being accepted, you know, right. uh, that, that, and also some insurance is paying for it. So it takes time, doesn't it, Hasu, for things to wake up? It takes up, a huh? long time, yes. yes. I mean, and, and realistically, compared to the rest of the world, we're pretty behind on all this stuff, isn't it, aren't we? <laughs> well, yeah, because our, our allopathic medicine has been so astounding and so amazing and has helped so many people that yes. we moved, you know, 180 degrees away from the natural healing methods. And um, I, I think some of the other countries weren't as advanced as we were with allopathic medicine, so they mm-hmm. continued their practice of the old healing modalities. And we're just starting to add them to it. Therapeutic touches, use, we use it with the allopathic medicine. We use it with Western medicine, mm-hmm. not just alone. We never recommend that our, our patients mm-hmm. just use therapeutic touch. Yeah, which is so pretty example, amazing. So, for example, I'm treating someone right now who... Um, is also receiving chemo. So mm-hmm. she, this helps her with the nausea, helps her with mm-hmm. sleeplessness, helps her with the anxiety, um, and it, it probably helps heal the tumors too. Mm-hmm. But she's still going to be treated with chemo. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, saying all that, it, it's really amazing that here we are, supposedly the most modern technology and in and, and reference to medicine and all, but we're like number 37th in the world compared to right. health. So, I mean, isn't there a problem with that? Doesn't things don't match up right? How can we be the most <laughs> most powerful and the most thing with the most technology and medicine and stuff, and we're like number thirty seven in the world in reference to healthcare? So yeah, well, that that that's a political question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that one today. Yeah, that, definitely not. But again, it. The numbers are there. You know, how can we be the most – and then be number 37? That makes no sense. Right. Like we spent right. the most money of all the nations put together, probably three times more than all of them put together, and we're still up there in all kinds of disease and all. But, again, the other countries didn't have that blessing, you know, in reference to technology. Maybe it wouldn't be in a blessing because they're healthier, and, and, and people are beginning to now hear in the U.S. and in, in modern – uh, uh, civilizations are beginning to wake up to the always, and the always is more balanced. It is more in 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 in, in sequence with us, you know, tuning with us. And, mm-hmm. and again, I, I've done this different shows on the flow of energies. We've done it on electromagnetic fields and electromagnetic pollution. I did a whole show on water and the spirituality of water. So, mm-hmm. you know, which, which, you know, says all this and air and all these things and, and people now are beginning to, you know, which, which is interesting. You have there your center and we, we're going to go now talk about that, about your website and your center. Um, have you been noticing you have more and more people coming now more than ever in the last two or three years, probably? Um, it's, it's actually, it's, I'm not sure what you're talking about with the center. Um, uh, like your place with your practice and people coming there, more and more people are being more open-minded to all this, right? Well, therapeutic touches is practiced all over the world, so yeah. our teachers are all over the world. Yeah. I, I think in the U.S. there mm-hmm. might be some upsurge. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. We have more members every year, and we have more students, but it's mm-hmm. not a huge increase yet. 
Yes. Okay. It's getting it's pe- there. It's getting there. You know what? Let, let, let's, let's give you a website because we're almost down to our last minute or so. Please give okay. your website so people can go to it and yourself. The website is www.therapeutic-touch.org, and you will find information about the organization and our research, our beginnings, our history. And if you want to contact any of us, you can contact it by clicking on the Qualified Teachers or the Qualified Practitioners link and find someone near you. All right, Sue, thank you so much. We're at the end of our You're show. Welcome, I really Alex. appreciate it. It was a pleasure. All right, thank you. Goodbye, everyone. Thank oh, you. All right, okay, everyone, thank you. We'll be back on the show next week on another great topic, everyone. Well, it's changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so 